This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hollywood actor Bella Thorne, I have no idea who this younger woman is, uh, but certainly uh, finding the pictures of her online, I know more about her body of work, which is, you know, the fact that her naked body is all over the internet um, because she had pictures on her phone that she had hacked out of it and they were, ex- you know, sexually explicit photos that she had taken for her boyfriend. And Whoopi Goldberg, who, yes, drives me absolutely nuts, uh, was right when she rightfully pointed out, you know, it's 2019. You know, you should know that you do not have the guarantee of privacy. And yet, Instead, reading all the fallout of it, all these young Hollywood stars pushing back with the message that, you know, we older generations just don't get it. Maybe we don't. But the Gen Gen Z say, you know, this is how we do things. And that means sending naked pics or posting stupid stuff online. In other words, they don't get that there are real consequences to their oversharing. And there are. Paul Davis is an expert of online safety and social media. So it's good to have you back, Paul. I know, you know, this stuff does not shock you, but it it does beg the question. You know, yes, there's a generation gap between us old people and younger generations, but it doesn't it doesn't change the basic premise that privacy is not guaranteed and there are consequences to your actions uh, and the message still doesn't get through. When it gets through is when they're feeling the pain and they're having to deal with it. But I've always mentioned online privacy is a myth. It's never existed. It never will. So if you wish to challenge that and go online and say certain things or take pictures and transmit them or even keep them thinking they're safe, it's when we become victimized. Um, It is then that we seek out help from all the experts saying, well, what now? What can we do? What should we have done? And I've always maintained a very clear message. Online privacy is a myth. If you're going to type it, remember someone can see it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take that picture and transmit it, it can be intercepted, it can be stored, cloud storage, local device, everything. So always be wise with you know what you use technology for. You know you don't you don't go to Starbucks and you enter a credit card number and do some online purchase at a public Wi-Fi network. You just there are certain things in technology you don't do substantiated based on history of why it will hurt you, and people have to understand that. So if we challenge those. Um, those pieces from the experts, that's where we become victims. Right. And so Whoopi Goldberg, who I agree with on nothing except for this, you know, she's like, (laughs) I don't care how old you are. You just can't do that in 2019. So she's laying blame at this 21-year-old Hollywood starlet who's all upset because, well, she put explicit sexy photos on her phone for her boyfriend and and she's, you know, upset that she got hacked and they got out there. Um, but but when I read through her story, I think some of the things that really uh, <laughs> raised my eyebrow is the initial uh, the response from young Hollywood, not necessarily the older generations Hollywood, but the Gen Gen Z, the real influencers of young teens today. It's all about you go girl, you know, you take the power back. Um, but more so was the comments from this Zendaya, this actress, declaring that your generation relied on flowers and your father's permission. But it's 2019. Nudes are the currency of love have have teens really lowered the bar that low that it's like they just go back and forth with nude shots with that will with no thought that there could be a consequence 
there is a clear divide with that statement, which is when I speak to students on this topic, which happens to be grade 7 to grade 12, I make a very clear statement. Don't send pictures of your body. In the cyber world, it is the one thing you don't do. So we've told children forever, do not drink and drive. Here are the consequences. You'll kill yourself. You'll kill somebody else. There's clear evidence. It's not a good idea. We tell kids, don't put your hand on the fire. You'll get burned. There's a reason why we don't do that. In cyber, this is the one thing you don't do because of all the implications of sending such a picture. The words love and trust don't exist online. It never has. It never will. And so when I tell you there's a clear divide, I will look at an audience of students who say, no, I wouldn't be crazy enough to do that. And then there's another group which is being influenced by these Idiots? individuals yeah. saying, um, no, it's okay, it's your body, you can do whatever you want with it. And what concerns me is, and I'll be honest, if you are an adult and you choose to want to take a picture, you live with whatever consequences come your way. I can't change your mind. But I'm not going to ever stand in front of a child and say, if you love someone, if you trust someone, it's okay. It is not, because your body is the greatest weapon that can be used against you in the worst times. When it gets out there, it becomes very painful. And what I'm tired of is people trying to forgive it. And then when I have to deal with a crying mother, angry father, concerned principal, or a child who approaches me after a presentation, and they say, sir, what do I do now? It happened. And I have to look in the eyes of a kid looking for help because no one told them, and it's hurting them. You stand in front of that child and say, you go, girl. You de-. It's embarrassing. And so I give them clear directive. Look, I will never, ever challenge a child's sexuality. No adult should because we did some dumb things growing up. But I make a clear point. When your sexuality becomes digital, it becomes part of the world's business, and you can't stop it. No one money, therapy, counseling, or prayer is ever going to stop what happens to that image. I will not challenge who you are as a human being in terms of sexuality, but when it becomes digital, this is where it becomes problematic. And so my message is, social media, smartphones, and sexuality don't mix. You want to mix it when you're 25, and you go girl, and you go guy, and it's your body, that's your choice. But at a young age, remember, child pornography, number two, love and trust equals pain. And that's why I tell them, you don't do it. Right. So I'm, I'm of the directive of, don't and we will prevent pain the problem is paul you're not in every household and every kid now has a phone my six-year-old is now asking me when he gets his phone to which i now answer never um and when does the conversation because i i've been having this debate a lot lately because i'm now anti-social media anti-phone because i just think we've got this generation and we're starting to see the data of depression anxiety um all these problems that giving kids too much technology and access to to social media platforms we're starting to i think see the rollout and the effect of what it's caused and i say okay when does the conversation stop being well i had to give my kid a phone because everyone's got them to you know what we're changing this we're just not doing it we're going to make them wait longer because really the power's in the parents hands but they just keep buckling to the kids and i know i've got an older sister with older teen kids that want their phones and she'll say well wait till you get your kid to being a teen but again if it doesn't you know to me it's not about teaching them sex education it's just don't give them power they're not ready for there's the parent who will be a parent and not cave and say, you know, what our parents said, which is we have rules in place and these are rules. You, we love you. We care about you. And you'll wait until I tell you you're ready for it. And then you have the parents that buckle. And these parents that buckle are the ones who are causing a lot of the issues associated with what's happening with their children. So children in grade four, 
who have an iPhone X, can you give your head a shake? What is what was going through your head when you decided to make that acquisition? You don't even know how powerful that device is. You don't even know how to use it. You've empowered your child with it. So we've got issues on that end. When they start exploring sexuality, they start getting into social media. The combination of the digital component combined with human curiosity is where the with this crossover is where kids fall into problems. So my message on sexting starts in grade seven because they clearly identify with it, that's for sure. I will never speak to my grade four, five, six audience on this topic. And when I speak to parents in the evening, I said, look, I didn't speak to your kids on this topic because it's grade four, five, six. Here's the question you ask your child. What does it mean to send or receive an inappropriate image? And if your child looks at you and they say, you know, a really mean face in Fortnite, smile. You have pure innocence in front of you. But if your child uses the words nudity, nude, sexuality, se- you better start the conversation because somewhere along the line, they've been influenced, they're watching pornography, they're being requested from somebody else. And so this is where the parents have to step in. And if they don't, if they choose to bury their head in the sand and say, no, no, not my child, not this, they're not that, they're too young. This is where kids fall into the trap. So the conversation has to happen along with certain restrictions in the household with technology. You know, there was one principal in Ottawa, I'll never forget this, because in Ottawa they put the grade sevens in with the uh, nine to 12, so high school starts in grade seven effectively. He even looked at my audience, he said, send your child to my school with a flip phone and a Chromebook. They will not be distracted by the phone during the day and the Chromebook will give them access to 21st century uh, technology and education and all of our um, applications that we're rolling out. And the reason he said that is because I've been promoting for seven years, don't bring your child to school with an iPhone in elementary school, give them a flip phone. If you really need it for the purposes of communication, a flip phone makes phone calls, text. There's no data. It's not going to distract them. And of course, you know, phones are called pocket porn because of the ease of accessibility to pornography. So if we go by what that common sense principle said, guess what? Kids can use technology in school. The phone is the pure distraction and the piece that uses apps and curiosity and sexuality. It happens on the flip phone. It is a smartphone. Sorry. It doesn't happen on the Chromebook. And so, if we can wait, put proper technology in their hands, be parents, I'm not against technology. I'm all for it. I think it's fantastic. If you give them technology too young, you're not acquainted with it. You don't understand the power of it. You give them this thing called privacy. You let them in their bedroom at 2 o'clock in the morning with it. We've got a problem. We can fix it. Parents are choosing not to. Right. So how do you change that? Because, you know, in the headlines uh, in the NBA draft, you've got a bunch of young players who clearly a couple of years ago were very ignorant, said a lot of homophobic comments on Twitter or whatever social media. And now that all comes out. So this generation uh, is coming forward now going into the workforce and it looks like their social media and what they've done in the past is starting to come back to haunt them. At what point, Paul, does the conversation then change where parents say, look, you know, we just have to have a tough line and not allow access. You know, in my day and age, it was, you don't like the rules, get out of the house. And so I did. And bottom line is, you know, kids, if, if parents really want to, they can instill the rules in the household to say no social media until 16, 17, whatever. And here are the rules. It doesn't seem to be happening. No, because parents are caving at a young, younger age. So, you know, one of the questions I ask the younger kids is, what do you have? And they'll tell me the platforms that most kids have, they're, they're not 13, they're not allowed to have, are uh, musically other, or known as TikTok now, mm-hmm. um, Instagram and Snapchat. Well, these are all the applications that they can wait until they're a little older. But my message with the older students is, look, the word delete's a myth. It's never existed. It never will. And when you post something, it's as quick as a screenshot to come back and haunt you later on. I believe in positive use of social media. We can change the world. We can, we can really make a change. 
But you have to understand, you cannot go from your emotions to your fingertips. Otherwise, it will be painful. So always process before you post. And that message has to be communicated by schools, by um, <clears throat> parents. I'm trying to, to the best of my ability every day telling kids, look, here's how people look you up. Here's how they find information on you. And that's why I promote privacy. Stop having these open accounts with a thousand followers and using hashtags like crazy. Have a sense of privacy. I'm not going to be against using social media. I'm not going to ban it. We can have different takes on that in different positions. But if you're going to open up an account, you need to have real human contacts, people that you trust, and make sure that what you post, you know, even with those contacts, it can leak and it can get out sure. there. Quick, so, just, yeah, quick, and yeah. sorry, I've, I've got to run up against the clock. Just before I let you go, yeah. um, is is are we starting to get to the point, though, where we're going to get to, well, they were just young, ignore it, or or are there still going to be consequences for this social media behavior from, you know, your, your yesteryears where you could say, well, I was a dumb kid back then, I've changed. I mean, should we just forgive the little darlings? I, you know, I interview employers every month just to keep my information current, and every employer tells me they will look back to see mm-hmm. what they said when they were 14, 15. So in the foreseeable future, no one has indicated, no, we will forgive that. <laughs> I'll never forget a police agency stating to me, if they if they said something at 14, we will discount their application. And I thought, but, and I, I defended them. I said, but by the way, they were 14, and they, I will never forget the one officer saying, who cares? And so yeah. that mentality, they have to understand. So I don't know if we're going to go down that path, but in the immediate future, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, yes, apparently there are consequences for your actions. That doesn't change regarding of the generation, regardless of the uh, generation uh, gap. Uh, Paul, we'll have you on again always. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime. That is Paul Davis uh, joining us. And, and the headline uh, that pops out to me just in the National Post dropping an article that there's new research. If ever you need reasons to get off your iPhone, now new research in biomechanics suggests that young people are developing horn-like spikes at the back of their skulls. These are bone spurs caused by the forward tilt of the head, which shifts the weight from the spine to the muscle of the back the way you're holding your phone. So they've got these x-rays of kids' heads. You're growing spikes. I'm for the payphone. I'm going, I'm not only getting off of social media, I'm going back to the payphone. <laughs> I'm going to go live in a little house in the prairie.